When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Hi, this is Malayan Verveer. And this is Kim Azzarelli. We are co-authors of the book, Fast Forward, How Women Can Achieve Power and Purpose. And you're listening to Seneca Women, Conversations on Power and Purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Welcome to this special edition. During these difficult times, we're talking to experts who can help us gain perspective on the coronavirus, as well as share tips, resources, and some much-needed inspiration. Today, I'm joined by Mary Miller. Mary was the first woman to serve as the Undersecretary for Domestic Finance at the U.S. Treasury Department. Mary also helped lead our economy's recovery from the 2008 financial crisis. Currently, she's running for mayor of Baltimore, her home of 34 years. Mary, thanks so much for joining us. Wonderful to meet you and talk to you today. We are at this unbelievable moment um, in recent history, we are experiencing an unprecedented health crisis, and now uh, it seems that we are going to be experiencing a pretty significant economic crisis. You have a unique perspective given your role during the 2008 financial crisis. How is this moment different um, or the same as 2008? This moment is the same as 2008 in that I think we can expect a pretty deep recession Hopefully, it will be a relatively short recession as we had in 2008-09. We don't know yet, but ideally, this will be a short hit to the economy that we can recover from later this year. It is also the same in terms of the strong federal government fiscal response in terms of the size and scale with which the federal government is coming to the rescue here. It is different in that the 2008 financial crisis was more slow-moving with a lot of warning signs coming in 2007 into the first half of 2008 with the real impact being felt in the third and fourth quarters of 2008. This time, we've taken this blow very quickly in a matter of weeks, and it's reaching the whole economy with 
direct impact to individuals. The banks were part of the problem in 2008, that the banks and the housing finance system. This time, the banks are being asked to be part of the solution with a lot of the relief aid being driven through the banking system. So the those are the ways that I think this is the same, but also this is quite different. So it, it does seem that um, this is hitting Main Street very quickly for obvious reasons, I think. Um, do you think the stimulus package as designed will be effective? And can you sort of give us your perspective on it? Yes, I think the fiscal stimulus package is good in the breadth of what it's trying to address. The direct assistance to individuals who've lost their jobs and their income, the assistance to small businesses, the assistance of state and local governments, and of course, the healthcare providers. So I think that it is good in terms of trying to reach the parts of the economy that have been most affected by this. In, in terms of uh, getting cash uh, into the hands of individuals, what is the goal and how realistic is it to get money into the system quickly? So the fiscal assistance provides a number of things to individuals. There are direct cash payments of $1,200 to an individual, $500 to children. And that money is intended to put some direct uh, financial assistance into the hands of people. And at a macro level, it's, it's a lot of money. It's not enough to get people through a month-long crisis, but it's helpful. The questions turn around the speed with which the dollars will reach people. If you're connected to the tax filing system and the banking system, you'll get your money faster than if you are not. So there are some equity issues in terms of how quickly these dollars will get into people's pockets. The unemployment insurance extension and increase are very helpful to people who have lost their jobs. There are more weeks that you can collect unemployment insurance benefits. And the federal government is putting an additional $600 a week on top of the normal payments. So that's quite helpful to individuals. There are other pieces like delaying tax filing dates to July that will give people some relief. There's also assistance in asking um, the banking system to defer mortgage loan payments. Mm -hmm. There are still, you know, equity issues in terms of it being challenging for those who work off the grid, how they're going to, you know, connect with these financial uh, resources. It's also the case that they're available to people who make, in the main, you know, less than certain thresholds. So higher income people who may have lost their jobs as well may not be able to receive these benefits. And let's talk about small businesses because we know that small business is the backbone of this economy and asking everyone to stay home uh, has resulted in, I think, a pretty unprecedented slowdown in small business. What does the stimulus package do for small businesses? You are correct in that over half of employees in the United States work for small businesses. So this is a key area for the fiscal stimulus to reach. The flagship product is called the Paycheck Protection Program, which is a new lending facility set up through your bank for loans of up to $10 million for businesses with fewer than 500 employees. The loans themselves will be guaranteed by the Small Business Administration and, importantly, provide loan forgiveness if the employer, the borrower, keeps their employees on the payroll for at least eight weeks and is also using the funds to pay some pretty important business expenses like mortgages, utilities, etc. So this is a really 
important and new lending program. The rollout of it has been rough. It was put up very quickly. The Small Business Administration, which backed these loans last year, I think, guaranteed about $2 billion of loans. And now they're looking at a program that is $350 billion inside. So as you can expect, there's been some uh, startup issues in terms of putting something of this scale through the system. It's also true that many of the banks have restricted the borrowers to existing lending relationships, which is cutting off this support for other businesses that may not have borrowed from that bank before. So I think we're still in the early stages of rolling this out. I think it can be helpful, but it's, it's still in the works. The other programs that have been rolled out include things like emergency and injury disaster loans that don't have all the relief in the Paycheck Protection Program, but should be things that small businesses should look at. There is a $10,000 immediate relief package as part of the emergency injury disaster loans. So that might be something that they should look at as well. And I wouldn't forget, you know, the regular lending uh, potential that's out there through your banks and other programs that existed before COVID-19. So small businesses are really at risk here, and I think you need to move very quickly to try to find the financial assistance to get through this period. We'll be back after this break. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com where America goes to hire. So we know that women are often um, disproportionately affected in a crisis. Do you think that is going to be the case this time? 
I think women will be um, disproportionately affected on the economic side of this crisis, not so much on the COVID-19 incidents. But we know that women earn lower wages, are more represented in the service economy, which has been hit very hard by this crisis. And they're often caregivers, either in their work or at home. I talked to teachers today who are trying to teach from home online at the same time that they're trying to care for their children who are at home from school. Many women are also caring for elderly parents who are particularly at risk for the COVID-19 virus. So this is very stressful. You have a lot to worry about in your own family, friends, and network about the health care incidents, but you also are worried about all the economic impacts. I'd also mention that the self-employed, the so-called gig workers, um, may still fall through the cracks here. It's good that the unemployment insurance benefits have been extended to many people that are self-employed or sole proprietors, but I do worry that there are people who are only marginally attached to the economy that are not going to be able to access these benefits. We've been thinking about that a lot also, and, and particularly thinking about uh, women entrepreneurs. Um, as you talk about that sort of double burden that women have always faced, um, we know that women entrepreneurs have had difficulty getting access to capital in the past and and um, not always, but are often in those service businesses that are being shut down uh, at no fault, you know, no fault of their own. So uh, what do you recommend for women entrepreneurs? Well, I think this is going to be a tough period because a lot of the assistance that's being provided are to existing businesses that are revenue producing with employees. And a lot of startups, maybe sole proprietors, very small, may not have existing banking relationships or borrowing relationships that will get them in the door to get some of this assistance. So the programs are not particularly well developed for startups and entrepreneurs. I have seen that the venture capital industry itself is creating some small grant assistance to startups. So I'd certainly look at all those channels to see what might be out there to help you. But I think coming out of this, often when we come out of a recession, we see a burst of entrepreneurial activity because people don't immediately find jobs in the developed economy and they'll strike out on their own to start businesses and be creative. So we may see some of that as we come out the other side of this economic crisis. So you are um, now running for mayor. So you, you've kind of had a very national perspective um, in your role uh, at the Treasury. And now uh, I think you probably have a very local perspective. What are you seeing um, on Main Street and, and from a local perspective? I guess what I'm seeing locally is that we are trying to race against time here. The direct hit of this crisis to the local economy is very hard. And the assistance that's been developed, while important and big and, you know, coming, may not get to people or businesses quick enough. So I'm very worried about not having a stronger local response to bridge this period. We're seeing cities and counties across the country use their own funds to create direct financial assistance to help individuals and businesses with the expectation that they will be able to draw down federal aid later. I think that's a really important thing for every city to consider because the pain is very real and very now and very local. So I've been pushing locally to see if we can't put more dollars out there in an immediate way because we know the needs very well at the local level. 
And I think that's what cities across the country are struggling with. If I learned anything in my time in the Obama administration, it's that your ideas have to be bold, you have to be very decisive, and you have to move quickly. And you have to make the assistance pretty direct and easy to navigate. Complex programs just work against you in terms of making it difficult for people to navigate. So what I'm hoping to see locally here in Baltimore is a stronger local response to try to help bridge, as I say, this very difficult period for our citizens. Well, uh, obviously, the news right now is very somber and experts are predicting some um, unprecedented shifts in our economy. But in this moment, is there anything that makes you optimistic or hopeful? Well, I think people have to begin by saying this crisis is not my fault and I should ask for help. And there's a lot being offered here. I think individuals and particularly women should pay a lot of attention to some of the forbearance that's out there. On your student loans, for example, you can defer payment. You can ask your bank for help. You can file for unemployment insurance benefits if you're eligible. You can defer, you know, filing your tax returns this year. So I think you need to keep your wits about you and recognize that there is a lot of assistance being offered and you should take advantage of that. I think that we need to be prepared for pretty shocking numbers in May in terms of unemployment, GDP collapsing, um, and, you know, high unemployment rates. We have never hit the brakes quite like this before. So we're going to have to stay focused and stay um, attentive to what our own needs are. At the same time, I think we can be reasonably optimistic that this will not be a very long recession. And I think we're all learning from this pandemic. We should be um, taking a lot from what we're doing every day in terms of operating virtually. This will change the way we can work um, as a country. And I think we should notice all the extraordinary generosity that we're seeing from people and institutions across the country that are responding in just unprecedented ways. And the last thing I would say, and I think this is particularly important to women, is to really appreciate the importance of your relationships with your friends, with your family, with your network, because it's coming through in such valuable ways right now. We won't forget this time in the way we've responded to each other. Mary, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to following what you're doing. Thank you for all that you're doing um, in this field, and I'm very grateful to have the chance to talk to you today. You're listening to Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio, with support from founding partner P&G. Listen to Seneca Women conversations on power and purpose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please support this podcast by telling your friends, subscribing, and rating us. For more information on Seneca Women, follow us on social media, Visit our website, SenecaWomen.com, and check out the Seneca Women app, free in the App Store. Have a great day.